Or should we only hear from people like Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe? You know, there's a reason Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe were mere actors in um, a book or a movie written by J.K. Rowling, you know? Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe, um, you know, good actors and all that sort of stuff, but nowhere near the substance that is required to actually produce something like Harry Potter, you know, which is a kind of barbarian, you know, Celtic, Germanic myth version of the, you know, the ancient Greek myths, you know, because our mythology, uh, we barbarians, um, you know, is all that stuff of wizards and all that sort of stuff, but it's got all the messages in it. Um, uh, someone like Emma Watson would ban all that because there's a lot of dark imagery as well in the mythology of we barbarians and the mythology of the Greeks too. There's lots of dark stuff in there. Uh, you know, should we should we um, cancel all of that thinking? You know, just expunge it, you know? Burn the books, as it were. Um, even burn the Bible, really, you know? But burn everything and start again. Should we do that? Well, you know, there, my suggestion is we'd be sitting darks for it to all happen Again, you know, if we made the world such a beautiful place, the nightmare would, you know, come back with a vengeance too. Far out. How do you comprehend a person like that? Now, that's the now. If if you get rid of the people who are able to examine the human condition um, in all its, you know, be, you know wondrous and ugly glory you can't you know if you if you if you're a devout christian you can't comprehend that all you can say is he's gone over to the devil you know yeah and yet he's probably a well-functioning bloke in society but you can't really examine that guy now the way i examined that guy um on the on the spot um as i was talking to my friend um was to say oh that's kind of a version of that Porsche driver. And, and my friend immediately knew what I meant. And he said, yeah. And I said, that Porsche driver, you know, that he was, because um, four cops got killed a couple of months ago here in Melbourne. Um, they were pulling over some Porsche driver, for what it's worth. And, um, and he, he was unhappy. He's an absolute sociopath, psychopath. Well, no, he was, a, he was normal as well. He was just a real estate agent. But the cops pulled him over and he wasn't happy about it. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, this is a crass episode, so I'll tell you what happened. He jumped over the fence and had a leak while the cops waited, you know, and they were going to continue booking him, the police, you know. Um, anyway, this is on the freeway, the eastern freeway, and a truck came through and you know, cleaned up the police and the police car and the Porsche. And, um, and this guy finished having his leak. And then all four cops are dead or dying on the spot, in, you know, seconds later. You know, and, um, and this Porsche driver came up to you know, the one cop, as far as I know, who was still alive, and, and, and said, amazing, you know, effing amazing. Now look what's happened to you. You know, you pulled me over and look what's happened. Look what you've done to yourself. And you've wrecked my car. You know, it was, um, and, and, and Melbourne went into shock about that because we couldn't comprehend it, but I could, you know, because 
uh, you know, I've, uh, I've examined the human condition not only through the lens of a Bible, for example, because, you know, I've gotten older now and I've started to read much more dangerous explorations of the human condition than the Bible. You know, for example, you know, the likes of J.K. Rowling or the ancient Greeks, you know, who um, have horrendous stories to tell and, and um, you know, have dangerous thoughts in public, in the open. You know, should we ban that? is what I'm getting at. Now, if, if you're a Christian, you can't properly understand that. You know, and you didn't have that Porsche driver example. You can't properly understand this bloke this morning tell, you know, getting angry at um, the boss here at this horse riding joint. Uh, she's, she's trotting about at the moment, my daughter. I'm watching from afar. You can't properly understand him. If you didn't have that Porsche driver, you can't properly understand him through the lens of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, can't make, you can't defend yourself against a person like that in terms of understanding a person like that, you know, because you think that everybody, you know, was originally in the Garden of Eden and started off beautiful, you know, beautiful, uh, beautiful and, um, you know, and fell by the wayside. No, but this guy was probably born horrible, yeah, and was also nurtured horribly by a father who was born roughly, and a mother, or two mothers or two fathers, doesn't matter, um, who are horrible too. Look, who knows, you know? Um, you know, even if um, two women have a child, the father, you know, the, the father, the biological father is still relevant, you know, because he may have been faulty, the biological father, and it's not all a matter of nurturing. It's a matter, a matter of nature as well. And it's, you know, it's kind of handy to know whether the biological father was a pig or not. You know? Now, you can't examine that question, for example, um, through the lens of you know, modern thinking, you know, because what, what, what is our thinking now? You know, that the biological father, you know, the, the character of the child is moulded by the two mothers, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. That's not what this episode's about. It's not an um, analysis of the actual issue of transphobia or Black Lives Matter or anything. I'm stepping back from that and just asking the question, do we need Greeks in the world and do we need J.K. Rowling? Having dangerous thoughts and airing them in public, or you know, other you know, should should they not be asking dangerous questions in public? You know, uh, should we be cancelling them if we do? You know, that's what I'm getting at. Now, you know, you can't understand that guy this morning, the bloke. You know, if you've only got a Bible in your hands, or you know, like the Christian Bible, uh, and you can't understand him if you've only got the modern secular Bible, which is modern thinking in your hands, you know, because it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, you need, um, you need a lot of inputs to understand that guy. Look, I had an input, namely that Porsche driver, but then take it a step back. You can't understand the Porsche driver then, can you? You know, if you haven't got people in the world able to, you know, like people, um, the bi- 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 biblical people, you know, Christians, they'll say, well, this can be understood and you, you know, not to understand it in any other way than the following. Um, that is the devil at work, you know, and we will not permit any other thinking. You know? And secular saints will do the same thing, you know. The, the, you know, the modern, you know, secular religion, whatever that is, would have a construction, would have a way of understanding that bloke, you know. 
Um, but it, it's not the only way. You know, there are other dangerous ways of understanding that bloke. Um, that, you know, um, maybe like a person who, like Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter books, who actually does, you know, have a belief system that says pure bloods, Hitler style, um, you yeah, is an absolutely rational way of thinking. Yeah, unless you have that, you 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 you're, you're at risk of um, missing the possibility that this Porsche driver or this bloke this morning here at the horses, um, um, you know, might be being ordinary, normal humans, born that way, logical, possibly. You know, you're in danger of missing that possibility. And, you know, you're in danger of thinking, oh, you know, that person just needs correction. What if he's already perfect and you're not? You know, you, the person trying to correct him. What if, you know, what if Hitler was perfect and you're not? You know, that's a very dangerous thought. But if you can't actually have that thought in the open without being called a Nazi, we're in danger of letting new Hitlers escape and letting, you know, People like that Porsche driver and this other bloke this morning at the horses um, just walk around uncomprehended by the rest of us, which is actually pretty dangerous, but I won't go into that. Um, anyway, my friend did get angry at him. He said, listen, I'll give you your money back. I don't care. You know, I got quite angry with him, and the bloke was actually a bit put out and saying, hey, you know, you're supposed to be delivering me a service here. It, it's ugly, you know. Yeah, now, I admit a cop didn't get killed in the process, but a horse did. Yeah, you know, and the and the owner here was emotional about that. Look, it's a whole, it's a real issue. You know, you need the J.K. Rowlingses of this world, as well as you know your Bible, or your modern secular sort of saintly sort of system, whatever that is. You know, I don't care what it is. I really don't. All right, so that's that. You know, can you question, you know, a Black Lives Matter protester, for example, on a question of hypocrisy, for example? You know, can you do that? Yeah, now, all that might actually be interpreted as a species of all lives matter, and you might be smashed for even asking the question of you know someone who's a Black Lives Matter sort of person, you know, someone who is actually an African Australian, for example, and say, listen, can I analyse that and question, you know, what you're on about here? You're looking for justice. Can we examine whether you actually believe in justice? You know. In terms of, you know, transphobia, for example, what are your, what are your thoughts on, you know, trans rights? You know, you can't actually have that discussion at the moment in public discourse because if someone's got dark skin, you can't ask them that. You can't challenge them on that question because if you've got white skin, for example, look, I'm having a dangerous thought right now, you know, uh, off the top of my head, and you can smash me for that, but do you really want to shut down people having these off the top of the head sort of thoughts, you know, and you know, I might say, listen, I've heard, and I mentioned this later in this episode because I'm interrupting myself here, um, I've heard that in the African-Australian community, um, you know, some old world thoughts um, you know, um, are very persistent in as much as, you know, like in, in the rap African community, um, there is nowhere near, apparently, I don't know if that's true or not because I don't listen to rap, nowhere near the acceptance of um, absolutely openly gay people, as there is in rock and roll, for example, and rock and roll is my preferred um, t- 
type of music, as it turns out. But we're very comfortable with, you know, absolute raving LGBTQIA stuff. We rock and roll fans are. Or else, you know, yeah, <laughs> half of rock and roll disappears in an instant if you're not going to listen to that stuff. You know, but rap, the same. What percentage of rap disappears if you wipe out all the LG, you know, the LGBTIQA stuff? Um, from what my friend was telling me, uh, you would lose only, what, 2% of it. Whereas if you wipe out all the Elton Johns of this world, you know, and the, you know, the T-Rexes and Little Richards and all, you know, all the rock and all the great rock and rollers who happen, you know, who are openly gay, all the Queen stuff, you know, you lose 50% of all rock and roll. How much of rap do you lose if you start doing that, you know? And uh, here am I questioning, you know, people with dark skin in the main, you know, because um, it is an African art form, rock and roll has actually moved. The rock and roll I'm talking about has crossed over, you know. All the people I mentioned before, except for Little Richard, um, were white. Little Richard was rather ostracised from the rock and roll, from the African American community. And my friend, and I never really twigged on this, said, listen, it's not just because he couldn't dance, it's not just because of soul, it's because he was openly gay. And that's just a no no in the African community. I said, you're kidding, really? She said, yeah, you know. And she says, you just don't know, you know, because it is true, I'm not in that world, you know what I mean? Here comes some Corellas. Around about 80 of them. Yeah, it's a great sight. All right, so that's that. Look, I'll get back to JK Rowling. Uh... Hello. You heard the bad news? No, don't, don't. Don't scare me. No, I'll stay away, okay? Can you go outside because there's a man cleaning the gutters on the roof? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Maybe that's a bit too much spookiness for what we were. Yeah, no, you don't. No, you don't want to be spooking the horse inside. Okay. I was like, you got any more in the house now? I was like, we'll go outside. Yeah. All right, so um. Yes, yeah, so Ballard's died. <sighs> what was I talking about? Oh yeah, Ballard's died. Now, this father was just an ordinary person. Now, for the purposes of this episode, how do I comprehend that guy? You know? Um, because what he was doing, essentially, he, you know, it's like he'd gone to the opera, for example, um, and the, you know, the lead singer of the opera um, had just dropped dead during an aria halfway through, and um, they've called in the ambulance, and he's standing up and saying, come on, come on, bring in the understudy, bring in the understudy. You know, if you're an animal lover, you'd be thinking that he was a bit like that. You know, because, you know, the horses just died in front of him. And um, he said, come on, come on, bring in another horse now. You know, he sounds like Caligula, doesn't he? 
Anyway, oh no, Caligula loved his horse, you see, so it's different. Caligula made his horse a consul. This guy's nothing like that. And I said to my friend, far out, how do you comprehend a person like that? And, uh, yeah, the boss of the joint here, who's a good friend, uh, I asked him, how are you? As you do. And he said, not too good. I said, oh, what's, what's wrong? And he said, oh, my, my beautiful Ballard uh, died uh, this morning, yeah, in front of the kids. Um, yeah, it, it's a horse riding school. It's an equestrian school. Yeah. I said, oh, no, you know, because my daughter used to ride uh, Ballard. Um, and I said, all right, oh, that's bad. Um, and he said, yeah. yeah. And he was, he was, you know, he's a horse lover, clearly uh, upset. And, um, and, and, you know, a kid was riding Ballard at the time and Ballard had a massive heart attack. Ballard was in perfect health, uh, apparently, uh, but had a heart attack, you know, as can happen with humans as well. All right, so that's that. And um, I said, all right, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not the sort of person to say, oh, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I don't say that, you know, because I'm not, because I didn't do it. But anyway, um, and he said, yeah, and this pig father, this pig father, he said, you know, the horse was dying, it just died, and um, his daughter was only halfway through a lesson. I said, oh, no. He said, yeah, and he said, yeah, uh, what can I, you know, I want my daughter to finish her lesson. She's only had half a lesson. I said, you're kidding he said, and, and he said, and I wasn't that reasonable with him. I said, of course you weren't, you know, of course you weren't. Yeah. And he said, um, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted at this point in time, even though, you know, I've been around the world a long time. <laughs> but, you know, in 2020, this sort of thing still happens. You know, that you still get people like that. Of course you do. Because we've always had people like that, you know. Um, yeah, this one isn't easily connected to a nice slogan is it you know like black lives matter or you know trans lives matter or anything else you know they're the the sorts of things i'm going to talk about in this episode but this one isn't easily connected to those is it this is a bloke just being a pig you know and and people who are racist and everything and all that sort of stuff or homophobic and all that sort of stuff are they not pigs as well you know so this you know but this example this was a a quite reasonable you know a father of some other child a daughter it's always girls here i've been coming to this um equestrian center for years now and uh, i must have seen 150 students come through more and all female every single one of them yeah there's an episode in that why is that is that social construction yeah my daughter's here my son doesn't want a horse ride why is it that no boys come up here it's got nothing to do with this episode and this episode but it has occurred to me i should write make an episode about that one day but that's nothing to do with what i'm talking about now now um and not one not one all girls um, right, now, uh, anyway, this father, who's absolutely a properly f- well-functioning human being in society, is actually berating my mate um, for uh, short-changing him on his daughter's lesson, which he's paid up on. Um, he'd be blowing. He'd be a blowing, you know. And I think he and, and, and my friend said he had some friends there, and he was trying to impress his friends with his 
you know, him, his daughter riding. Probably had his iPhone out, you know, taking video. Uh, my daughter's just coming up, just a second. A beautiful horse, uh, but it's young, and my daughter's breaking in that horse more than the horse is breaking in my daughter, if you know what I mean, and it can be a bit flighty and all that sort of stuff. I, had to stand, I have to stand right back and not spook the horse. Um, my daughter came off a horse for the first time in her life, which sounds amazing. Uh, my son and I spooked the horse accidentally by appearing in a window in the equestrian sort of shed. And, um, and it took off at a gallop. And my daughter's got the most amazing balance. And, um, and, and it actually took off. It's a big equestrian sort of shed. And, um, and got to the end of, you know, uh, ran right down the end of the shed and then hooked left really fast. And my daughter was going okay. <laughs> and, um, but the stirrup came off uh, because the stirrups are designed to come off under huge pressure, so she was obviously exerting huge pressure on the stirrups and, um, as she, you know, rode the corner. And, uh, and, and since, and, 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 you know, came off. She falls so well, my daughter, like a cat, you know. Um, proud of her for that. All right, now, that's nothing to do with all of this. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, Ballard's died. Now, this father was just an ordinary person. Now, for the purposes of this episode, how do I comprehend that guy? You know? um, because what he was doing, essentially, he, you know, it's like he'd gone to the opera, for example, um, and the, you know, the lead singer of the opera um, had just dropped dead during an aria halfway through and um, they've called in the ambulance and he's standing up and saying, come on, come on, bring in the understudy, bring in the understudy. J.K. Rowling is able to explore evil, what we call evil, you know, which can be contextual anyway in a lot of cases, and gourd and all that sort of stuff, and and examine the dark you know, sides of human nature as well as the, the, the light, you know. Now, she's able to do that. I don't think Emma Watson would be able to write a book you know, like Harry, a series like Harry Potter, you know, because she, because she's, she's just, she's in the light all the time. She, she's unable to delve into the darkness, I bet, properly like J.K. Rowling can. Now, if you ban people like J.K. Rowling from the world, essentially, you're going to lose um, people who can examine, properly examine, properly examine the, um, the, you know, the dark side of our nature and the light side of our nature. You know, it reminds me of the Greeks, you know. When um, Christianity came along, it tried to wipe out the Greeks, you know, the philosophy and all that sort of thing. Paul is explicit about that. You know, he says, put away your philosophy. He says that in the Bible. You know, so Jake, you know, the Greeks become something of a J.K. Rowling then, you know. And, um, and um, Jesus becomes something of an Emma Watson, you know, in, that, in, in the whole Bible sort of saga. 
Um, and and you know, some people said, you know, uh, argue that it's a better world if we can just get just the light in play and and put away the exploring of the darkness and the light. You know, because that's what the Greeks did. They uh, explored all of human nature in all its um, darkness and light, you know, and pettiness and profundity and all, everything. You know. Um, there's, there's a, you know, there, there are a thousand um, stories in Greek mythology that are just absent from the Bible because um, the Greeks, you know, they said this is who we are, and you know, and you, and you read Greek mythology and all that sort of stuff, and it ha helps you to examine who we are. Whereas the Bible, you know, Jesus and all that, he says this is who you should be. This is who you should be, you know, and. Um, you know, which is better? Well, look, it's good to have both, you know, but um, you can be thrown into a, a naive sort of global mindset if you only have the Jesus or you only have the Emma Watsons in this world. You know, I would argue that we need the J.K. Rowlingses and we need the Greeks. You know, we, we don't, you know, it's very dangerous to have only the Bible because, you know, it's like walking into a disaster and we know this you know because when we only had the bible you know we ended up with the crusades and all that sort of stuff we started to think that you know priests for example didn't have this other dark side because we started to forget the greeks you know yeah it's almost like emma watson starting to forget you know the messages that jk rowling was saying in the movies that emma watson was acting in you know that humans are dark you know, and we need people to explore that and put it in front of us so we can examine ourselves and, and, and not be sitting ducks, you know, because we were sitting ducks. You know, young boys my age, for example, going to Catholic boarding schools, we were sitting ducks because Christianity had taught, you know, we had put aside all the dark myths of the Greeks, which would have warned us how dark humans can be. We put aside all that and we had only the Bible and Jesus' message you know, as translated through the priests and the brothers and all that sort of stuff. And those priests and brothers then proceeded to rape little boys, left, right and centre. You know, and that was the experience. You know, that sounds really gross to hear. And, you know, this is now a crass episode. However, were we or were we not lambs to the slaughter in general? You know, my generation, for example. schools and all that sort of stuff, Catholic boarding schools, in the country. You know, that's what we did. You know, we were lambs to the slaughter. And why was that? Well, you know, did the world go too naive? You know, do we need these people who are able to examine the dark sides of human nature? You know, or who are even able to, you know, um, comprehend them and get involved in them? It's a very dangerous psychological um, you know, pro, uh, trip to go on, you know, if you're someone like J.K. Rowling, she would have gone, you know, she went into the heart of darkness to write those books, I can tell, because I'm reading them. Do we want people like J.K. Rowling in the world.
there's a, uh, a disagreement happening at the moment between JK Rowling, who has said something controversial about trans people or something, you know, um, uh, she was, uh, it's something to do with that old thing, which is a bit tiresome, I don't even know why she got into it, uh, trans, uh, sexual, uh, people, um, who are men who identify as women, well, biological men who identify as women and who therefore are women, you know, and she said something like, you know, it makes sense on one, on an intellectual level at least, um, so all right, we need another word, if woman has been you know, purloined for that, we need another woman to describe people who are biologically men and biologically women, you know, so, you know, women who are biologically women, for example, yeah, this is, this is an old point. I don't know why she's jumping on it. It's a bit tired, you know. But, um, uh, yeah, when it, yeah, look, I can imagine she's thinking what? Of, you know, if there's a surgeon, for example, who's, a, who's got someone on the operating tower, uh, a table, you know, what does he call that person? You know, the person's unconscious. Um, you know, maybe he needs to ask a question. Um, is this a, you know, and you've got no idea how that person identifies. You know, he needs a word, maybe, I don't know, you know. How does he ask, you know, to, you know, because the person's been injured in a car crash, for example, you know, should he check for a pregnancy or something? Um, yeah, does he ask, is it, has this one got a womb or not? You know, is it a womb style sort of, person or a non-womb style person yeah is that valid do we need another word you know she asked something like that and she's been called out for transphobia as a result and i get that you know but then again you know the surgeon's probably still got a point um and uh, this sounds really crass but the only other example i could think along those lines where it matters you know whether you've got a willy or not <laughs> because I'm getting crass now, because it came into my head. So, you know, I have to deal with it, even though even I think it's crass. Um, but it does come into play with the whole seat up, seat down business in public toilets, you know. So, for example, you know, um, uh, you know I, I entirely agree. One toilet for all, you know, whatever you identify as. Um, but uh, but the the yeah, the dirty little problem with that is there still remains this seat up seat down problem, and um, people I don't even know how to put this without being crass, but people uh, with a willy you know might attend, you know, especially if no one's watching in a public toilet, you know, at home you know, uh, we um, non womb people, um, you know, we get trained by the people who have got wombs in the house uh, to put the damn seat down, you know? Um, so, yeah, how would one identify all those people who, you know, do tend to leave the seat up if, you know, like most humans, they tend to be a bit forgetful and selfish a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, 
my thought is, yeah, all right, I'm happy to push away the word man and push away the word woman and even push away the word male and the word female. But in these certain circumstances, uh, such as um, yeah, someone's on the surgery table after having had an accident and is unconscious and we're unable to check, you know, the person's anonymous, we're unable to check whether that person is... Yeah, identifies as a male or a female. Actually, I'll go one step further. We are unable to establish whether that person is a man or a woman, or a male or a female, and yet the doctor has to sort of think, the surgeon has to think, right, I need to operate quickly here. Um, I have to ask the nurse some basic questions to make sure I'm doing the right sort of operation to save this person's life. You know, and he says, um, is it a womb-style person? Because if it is, I have to waste, you know, a minute and a half checking for a baby that may need to be saved. For example, you know, he needs to ask that question because he hasn't got time to waste, uh, you know, um, checking a non-womb person for a pregnancy because he could kill that person in the act of checking for a pregnancy when the person hasn't even got a womb, you know. So he almost needs a... Is this a non-womb style person? You know, and the and the surgeon might say, um, "I need a word for that." You know, and um, and you know, eventually between the nurses and the doctors, you know, the nurses might develop develop shorthand for that and say, "Non-womber," you know, a non-womber or a womber, you know. So, um, uh, a person with a womb would be called a womber, you know, because in surgery it gets pretty hot. You know, you haven't got much time to lose, and shorthand would develop, and uh, and slowly, a word would develop, which would be um, attached only to this business of whether you've got a womb or not, for the specific purposes of an emergency situation in a hospital, you know, or in you know trying to create a sign for people. Look, if you felt the need to, you know, to. Um, for people who tend to leave the seat up in toilets. Now, the second one is obviously ridiculous, but the point is, we humans like to have a word for everything, and there is kind of a thing in the world at the moment that we shouldn't have a word for this certain thing. We should just not have a word for it, you know? But, you know, I thought of two examples there where it's arguably, uh, arguably there's a case to have a word, you know, for these things. You know, these entities, you know, these identities, if you like, um, of, you know, these seat-ups and these and these seat-downs, you know, that we're, they, those could be the two. We could call people woomers and non-woomers, uh, you know, when we feel the need to, you know, someone unconscious on the operating table, you know, got two minutes to save that person's life. The nurse already knows whether the person's got a womb or not and the you know the surgeon comes rushing in you know womber or non-womber womber right i'll check for a pregnancy you know i'll put that woman's life at risk because you know we may have two lives to worry about here that sort of thing you know or in the more ridiculous example you know someone comes into the toilet and they see the toilet seat up and they say damn it those now there's no way to actually say anything is there on that occasion you know you, if you're a womber and um, you come to the toilet, you know, it's, and we don't have male toilets and female to toilets anymore. And you see the seat up, you say, those, those effing, what are you going to say? Well, those effing seat ups, 
You know, so maybe there is a... And I'm, th I'm sure if I sat here for another half an hour, I could think of some other words, that, you know, some other scenarios you know, where it you know, might be useful to have a word to replace the word that used to mean man, or what used to be man, you know, a woman, you know, that, that sort of thing. Anyway, J.K. Rowling you know, probably clumsily made that sort of point. You know, she was being a bit of a smart-ass by the sound of it. Um, and, you know, came up with some joke names. I, I don't think this is a laughing matter, this one. See, I've, I've treated it very seriously in this episode so far. Very seriously. I'm not, I'm not actually trying to joke there. You know, someone lying on an operating table, dying. It's not a laughing matter. If the surgeon comes rushing in and wants to know some information very quickly. You know, has it got a womb? Look. And you know what? You might say, yeah, that, you know, that's okay, because you're not attaching a word to the person, but I'll guarantee that soon enough, you know, you're not um, tagging that person as a woomer, you know. Look, you know, you can say, I, I would demand, you might say, that, that the surgeon ask the question in a non-sort of pronounish way, you know, and say, has this person got a womb? You know, that might be the, the best way to ask, you might argue. But I still say that after many, many surgeries and many emergencies, um, you know, surgeons and nurses would start to develop language out of that and start using shorthand, and, and it would end up woomer after all. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, J.K. Rowling made some sort of comment like that. Um, and um, and she was smashed by the trans community, and I think it's I, you know, look, she's five thousand times the writer I will ever be. Of course, we know that. Um, and um, and she also knows how to express herself better than I know how to express myself. So it's not for me to judge her, but the point is, she got smashed. You know, and would an episode like this get me smashed? If it were to get out there, well, I don't have any listeners and she has billions, you know, so there's a difference there. So I've got a lot of ground cover. Now, this is very interesting, you know. Um, um, now, she was smashed, you know, for being transphobic as a result of making the same point I've essentially made, I think, in this episode. And one of the people who smashed her uh, was um, Emma Watson. Um, who you know, played Hermione in the Harry Potter uh, books and movies. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, and then um, Daniel Radcliffe, you know, who played Harry Potter, he, he also came into the argument. And both of those guys, Hermione and um, the other one, uh, well, not Hermione, you know, um, Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe were very critical of... Um, uh, J.K. Rowling for, you know, and I making those sorts of points, you know, what word are we going to use then, you know, that's the point she was making, but I, I think there's some validity in asking the question, but look, I'm not sure that J.K. Rowling asked it in the best possible way, you know, and maybe I have in this episode, maybe I haven't, maybe I've been transphobic in this episode, um, but it starts to make me think, you know, should we only have Daniel Radcliffe-type people in the world and Emma Watson-type people, and we should have no J.K. Rowling, Rowling-style people, you know? Can we make all the world like Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson, Emma Watson, you know? And what sort of world would that be? Well, you know, 
a better world, maybe. She does come across as a wonderful, beautiful person. She really does. Emma Watson, she's on She's on every cause. She's onto it, you know. Um, but whereas J.K. Rowling has got a dark side to her. You know, and that much I can see. You know how I can see that? I've, I've actually read half the Harry Potter books and you know, I'm ploughing through them all with my son. I, I, that's his bedtime reading. And by reading those books, you know, I can clearly see that um, J.K. Rowling has a many, many layers, you know. She explores good and evil, you know, um, uh, and all that sort of stuff, you know, through her books. Um, yeah, the limits of good and evil and all that sort of thing. You know, someone like Emma Watson wouldn't be able to do that. You know, do we need a J.K. Rowling-style people in the world? Um, well, J.K. Rowling is able to explore evil what we call evil, you know, which can be contextual anyway in a lot of cases, and gourd and all that sort of stuff, and and examine the dark, you know, sides of human nature as well as the, the, the light, you know. Now, she's able to do that. I don't think Emma Watson would be able to write a book, you know, like Harry, a series like Harry Potter, you know, because she, because she's, she's just, she's in the light all the time. She. She's unable to delve into the darkness, I bet, properly, like J.K. Rowling can. Now, if you ban people like J.K. Rowling from the world, essentially, you're going to lose um, people who can examine, properly examine, properly examine the, um, the, you know, the dark side of our nature and the light side of our nature. You know, it reminds me of the Greeks, you know. When um, Christianity came along, it tried to wipe out the Greeks, you know, the philosophy and all that sort of stuff. Paul is explicit about that. You know, he says, put away your philosophy. He says that in the Bible. You know, so Jake, you know, the Greeks become something of a J.K. Rowling then, you know. And, um, and um, Jesus becomes something of an Emma Watson, you know, in, that, in, in the whole Bible sort of saga. Um, and, and, you know, some people said, you know, uh, argue that it's a better world if we can just get just the light in play. And... and put away the exploring of the darkness and the light, you know, because that's what the Greeks did. They uh, explored all of human nature in all its um, darkness and light, you know, and pettiness and profundity and all, everything, you know. Um, there's, there's a, you know, there, there are a thousand um, stories in Greek mythology that are just absent from the Bible because... Um, the Greeks, you know, they said, this is who we are, and, you know, and you, and you read Greek mythology and all that sort of stuff, and it ha helps you to examine who we are, whereas the Bible, you know, Jesus and all that, he says, this is who you should be, this is who you should be, you know, and, um, you know, which is better? Well, look, it's good to have both, you know, but um, you can be thrown into a, a naive sort of global mindset if you only have the Jesus or you only have the Emma Watsons in this world. You know, I would argue that we need the J.K. Rowlingses and we need the Greeks. You know, we, we don't, you know, it's very dangerous to have only the Bible because, you know, it's like walking into a disaster and we know this, you know, because when we only had the Bible, you know, we ended up with the Crusades and all that sort of stuff. We started to think that, you know, priests, for example, didn't have this other dark side because we started to forget the Greeks, you know. 
you know, it's almost like Emma Watson starting to forget you know, the messages that J.K. Rowling was saying in the movies that Emma Watson was acting in, you know, that humans are dark, you know, and we need people to explore that and put it in front of us so we can examine ourselves and, and, and not be sitting ducks, you know, because we were sitting ducks, you know, young boys my age, for example, going to Catholic boarding schools, we were sitting ducks because Christianity had taught, you know, we had put aside all the dark myths of the Greeks, which would have warned us how dark humans can be, we put aside all that and we had only the Bible and Jesus' message, you know, as translated through the priests and the brothers and all that sort of stuff. And those priests and brothers then proceeded to rape little boys, left, right and centre. You know, and that was the experience. You know, that sounds really gross to hear. And, you know, this is now a crass episode. However, were we or were we not lambs to the slaughter in general? You know, my generation, for example. You know, going to boarding schools and all that sort of stuff. Catholic boarding schools in the country. You know, that's what we did. You know, we were lambs to the slaughter. And why was that? Well, you know, did the world go too naive? You know, do we need these people who are able to examine the dark sides of human nature, you know, or who are even able to yeah, um, comprehend them and get involved in them. It's a very dangerous psychological um, you know, pro uh, trip to go on. You know? If you're someone like J.K. Rowling, she would have gone, you know, she went into the heart of darkness to write those books, I can tell, because I'm reading them. Right. Yeah, and j I've just finished watching one of the J.K. Rowling, yeah, one of the Harry Potter movies. Um, it, it's the uh, Chamber of Secrets one, you know, the second one. Um, and um, two, you know, Malfoy. Yeah, there's uh, the whole issue of slavery is dealt with in a very subtle way there, and even to the extent that um, J.K. Rowling leaves it open as to whether Lucius Malfoy, you know, who's essentially represents people who think pure blood thinking is the right way to go. She leaves the door slightly open to the idea that he may not be all wrong, you know, all the way down the line. He's got a point. You know, J.K. Rowling in that book, in the book and in the movie, I saw just the door open a chink to allow one to believe that people could believe that it's, he's, he's not necessarily got a bad point. Lucius Malfoy, who's the Hitler character, if you like, and the slave owner character too, yeah, because he's got a slave in it, you know, called Dobby, a house slave, who's owned by him. Now, J.K. Rowling was able to explore all that in a, um, a non-preachy way, which I think is very important, it's very Greek of her, whereas um, if Emma Watson had been what re, um, writing Harry Potter, she would leave us all sitting ducks in terms of being able to analyse the nuance of, you know, slavery theory, you know, you know the modern world is, um, we could easily fall back into slavery by taking our eye off the ball about, you know, for example, how you know, people are mystified. How could people believe this was okay? Well, there's a reason for that. And if you want to know the reason for that, watch Harry Potter. The Chamber of Secrets. You can see it. He's making sense, Lucius Malfoy. 
there you go, this episode can be smashed again because it's now a Nazi episode, isn't it? Or is it, you know? Do we need, you know, the Charlie Threadbows and the J.K. Rowlings of, of the world? Or should we only hear from people like Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe? You know, there's a reason Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe were mere actors in um, a book or a movie written by J.K. Rowling, you know? Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe, um, you know, good actors and all that sort of stuff, but nowhere near the substance that is required to actually produce something like Harry Potter, you know, which is a kind of barbarian, you know, Celtic, Germanic myth version of the, you know, the ancient Greek myths, you know, because our mythology, uh, we barbarians, um, you know, is all that stuff of wizards and all that sort of stuff, but it's got all the messages in it. Um, uh, someone like Emma Watson would ban all that because there's a lot of dark imagery as well in the mythology of we barbarians and the mythology of the Greeks too. There's lots of dark stuff in there. Uh, you know, should we, should we um, cancel all of that thinking, you know, just expunge it, you know, burn the books, as it were, um, even burn the Bible, really, you know, but burn everything and start again. Should we do that? Well, you know, there, my suggestion is we'd be sitting darks for it to all happen again. You know, if we made the world such a beautiful place, the nightmare would, you know, come back with a vengeance too. You know, that's, that's, that's my idea. Um, and, and, you know, J.K. Rowling, at the end of that movie, Chamber of Secrets, I noticed this too, uh, dealt with, actually had Harry Potter um, uh, stabbing his enemy to death in the heart. Really gruesome, you know. He grabbed a um, sharp implement, which happened to be the tooth of a basilisk, you know. Uh, would, would Emma Watson ever be able to actually produce all of this you know, metaphor for the human condition in the same way that the Greeks used to you know, produce so many metaphors for the human condition and the, you know, the ancient barbarian myths too, you know, my own ancestors, the, 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 um, the, the, um, you know, the, the Germanic peoples and the Celts and all that sort of stuff, you know, um, you know that would describe the human condition. And would Emma Watson even be able to go anywhere near producing some, something like that? Or would, is she only capable of, you know, doing a Jesus and creating something like a secular Bible, really? And is the whole world trying to create a secular Bible at the moment? And is that enough? You know, should we get rid of the J.K. Rowlingses and the Charlie Threadbows of this world? No? Um, or do we need them? Well... You know, Christians, a long time ago, decided we didn't need them. You know, Paul, Paul, not Paul McCartney, yeah, <laughs> Paul in the Bible, he, he, he was saying, put away your philosophy. He thought we didn't need it. And, and you know, that plunged us you know, into um, the Dark Ages and the Crusades and all that sort of stuff, which is a nightmare we can't live down to this day. You know, did you enjoy that, everybody? And did you enjoy all those priests? Uh, when I was a child, raping all those little boys. Can you imagine how much of that went on? You know, we always focus on the 1960s, 70s and all that sort of stuff. You know that's been happening for thousands of years, don't you, everybody, in the Christian era? You know, because 
because um, the dark side of humans could no longer be discussed. You know, we were all, um, you know, we were all in the image of Jesus deep down. And, um, you know, it was the exception, especially with a priest, you know, for them to do such things. Can you imagine how much absolute anguish so many children have gone through in the entire Christian era over 2,000 years? You know, we know about it in the 1970s and the 1960s. Can you imagine how much brutality? Um, it's awful. Do you like that? Now... Um, now, the modern secular sort of religion, as it were, of, you know, we believe, you know, that we can be better than this, you know, is not a, a very different uh, species of thinking you know, to that that Jesus, you know, because Jesus was the great reformer in his age, you know, because he was, he was born into an, an era, you know, that was coming out of shocking civil war, mayhem, you know, the Roman Empire after Julius Caesar and all that, you know, all of that, Rome produced Jesus, you know. Um, and we're kind of in that situation again now, you know, and, but the new Jesus, you know, might be an Emma Watson type of person, you know, who preaches a, a new way, which is exactly what Jesus did, or Paul, you know, whoever was putting words into Jesus' mouth, it really doesn't matter, you know, you know well, uh, we don't care about the historical Jesus, you know, you're wasting time if you try and work that one out, it doesn't matter, there is a, an idea of Jesus and that's real. Okay, and there's an idea of Emma Watson now, and are we happy if that's the only voice that we can hear in the world, or do we still need these movies, like Harry Potter, and do we still need the Greeks of old, you know, and all that sort of thing, you know? My, you know, if I was to vote? Well, the fact that I'm even able to vote, you know, uh, comes from that sort of dark thinking, you know? You know, the Greeks developed all of that uh, out of their, you know, um, navel gazing, if you like. You know, so my feeling is we do need the J.K. Rowlingses in this world to ask these uncomfortable questions. Um, but then again, you know, maybe you know, maybe maybe she asks it in the wrong way. The, the question I'm wondering to myself is: this episode, you know, I don't try and be helpful in my podcast. I do not want to be helpful. You know, I, I like to just hit hit an idea head on, as I have in this episode. Um, but, you know, by the by, you know, has this episode been helpful for the global cause, you know, of, you know, um, or unhelpful, you know, I don't really care about the answer to that, you know, but, you know, should this episode not exist, should I not have been, is this episode transphobic, for example, you know, and all that sort of stuff, you know, you know can you ask the difficult questions, you know? Uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter is a whole different kettle of fish, but that's on at the moment, you know. Um, but I, I, you know, I've, I came across a dirty little secret, you know, and can that be discussed? Well, it can't, you know, um, uh, relating to Black Lives Matter, you know, and, um, and the person who told me this might be wrong, but it, it strikes a chord, you know, because I'm part of the rock and roll community, culturally, you know, I'm a rock and roll historian, really, I really am. Um, and rock and roll is very open about trans, for example, which is the subject of this episode. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, we we have this situation. Situation I mentioned it, in rock and roll, we can have this spectre of um, uh, of uh, what uh, Freddie Mercury in 1984 for the concerts for Live Aid, um, basically pole dancing in front of a huge crowd. This is rock and roll for you. And the, and, and the crowd loving it, but he's being as 
LGBTQIA as he possibly can, basically doing a strip show on stage, uh, complete with gay, utterly gay sexuality, and we loved it, the rock and roll community, you know, but try and do that in a rap context, and apparently rappers, and, and you know, more broadly, the African, and that, you can disagree with this, but I'm talking as a generalisation, um, you know, it's huge, you know, yeah, like if you try and be gay, openly gay in the rap community, and even in the broader African-Australian um, community, you know, you'll be smashed, you know, but uh, now here's the problem. Black Lives Matter is afoot at the moment, and whilst you're concentrating on Black Lives Matter, you can't sort of, you know, you're seen as distracting from that by, you know, maybe calling out the average African, not all Africans, of course, there are exceptions to every rule, and if this is the case, even, you know, you can't distract from the Black Lives Matter, you know, because they're victims, absolutely they are, by calling them out at the same time for being hypocrites on the whole trans-gay thing. You know, because, um, you know, I don't know what the preponderance of acceptance of gay, openly gay, you know, well, all right, total raving fags, you know, because that's what I'm into, you know, because I, I, uh, my brother called me out on that, um, you know, and he said, just about every rocker you like, you know, most, you know, from Little Richard to, you know, David Bowie and all the rest of them, you know. Even T-Rex I'm getting into a lot now, Mark Bolan, uh, Elton John and all that sort of stuff. He said, you tend to be drawn to these um, LGBTQIA people, you know, to, to put it in the nice possible way. And I said, that's very interesting, yes, you know. And it is true. Just analyse my playlist, you know, and I, that was unconscious, the fact that I seem to be drawn to those guys the most. Um, would I be able to be the sort of person I am in being most fascinated with that sort of, sort of um, musician or entertainer or whatever if I was in the rap community or would I be ostracised in one way or another? You know, could I hit a, um, you know, an African bar down in Footscray or whatever and just be openly gay with a great big rainbow on me, you know, a rainbow t-shirt or something, you know, uh, how would that go down if I went to, you know, a community meeting like that? And apparently, and I could be wrong, because I'm only acting on information that I, someone else has told me, and that person, you know, seems to know a lot more about it than I do. See, I would never have tweaked to this. But the, rap, the rap community generally is very, very different to the rock and roll community generally. I thought, well, I would have thought rap was just like rock and roll, but I was disabused of this, um, you know, um, position by someone else. You know, check it for yourself. I don't know whether it's true or not, but if it is, you know, there's a concern. And can I even talk about it? You know, because I've raised the question here without actually checking all my facts. And can I even ask that? Or will I be accused of trying to distract from the Black Lives Matter issue? You know, is this a, a form of all lives matter? Is that what I'm doing? Am I trying to do an all lives matter argument to, you know, head off the Black Lives Matter argument? Or am I actually, um, wanting Black Lives Matter to be absolutely dealt with, but also for them to be accountable too for this other thing, you know, and for other other things matter too, not other lives matter, but other causes matter and all that sort of thing, you know. Like you can imagine standing up in front of a Black Lives Matter protest and saying, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. You know, I can imagine getting that chant going and then suddenly I've got the microphone you know, and you've got all the young hoods there, you know, and all, you know, lots of non-hoods as well, of course, 
and, and there's a whole cross section there, but a whole lot of rapper types. There's a heap of rapper types amongst African Australians, so there should be, you know, because the most popular uh, music form in the world at the moment used to be rock and roll, you know. And I could say, and I could suddenly switch it and say, and trans lives matter, you know, trans sexuals matter, and I'll start that chant. And I'd just like to look at, you know, I'd like to actually scan all their faces. You know, as I started to say that and see if their faces have gone a little bit angry. I'll say, what's the matter, guys? What's the matter? Is it something I said? Now, I'm not, I'm not actually coming up with any conclusion in this episode. I'm just engaging in dangerous thoughts. And I have no idea whether I'm being you know, racist in, in, in bringing up these dangerous thoughts, you know, or, or you know, transphobic and all those sorts of things, you know. Yeah, whether I'm being a J.K. Rowling sort, and, you know, whether this episode should be cancelled, um, in which case you wouldn't have an episode like this from me on the internet, all you would have is preaching, you know. And, and, um, and you know, if J.K. Rowling was cancelled and you only had Emma Watson's, would Emma Watson be able to write that final scene of Harry Potter, the Chamber of Secrets, in which Harry Potter not only stabs his you know, enemy through his heart, but also through his face. Watch it yourself. He actually stabs him through the face in a very real way. Now, would Emma? Now, this is people have the capacity to do that. We're a very violent species. Now, um. Emma Watson could not write that. You know, this is why she's a mere actor in J.K. Rowling's super successful, you know, series of books and movies. You know, do we want to lose things like Harry Potter and this episode by Charlie Threadbow and, you know, for what it's worth, Greek mythology and barbarian mythology too? the Celts and the Germans and all those wizards and goblins and all those dark stories, you know, do we want to lose all of that? Do we want to, do we want to cancel history and start again? Look, some people say yes, um, but I'm inclined to say that, um, you know, because, you know, let's wake up from the, look, let's wake up from the nightmare that is history, you know, uh, the James Joyce quote, quote, you know, and let's in fact cancel it and start again. Well, you know, there is an argument that you could be thrown back into the nightmare very, very quickly once the saints took over. Yeah, and it doesn't matter whether that's a sort of Christian style saint or a secular style saint. You know, maybe Meryl Streep could be the next Jesus. Yeah, you know, she seems to have a few more strings to her bow than Emma Watson, but it doesn't matter which one you pick. And that's my episode for now.